My name's Ian Wood of Ian Wood Property, and you're listening to the Bromley Buzz. Come closer, come closer. Yes, in order to get myself heard on the Bromley Buzz for our latest episode from Westcombe Park Rugby Club. And here we are, and it was more of a spontaneous one because we weren't supposed to meet till this afternoon about three o'clock at my flat. But I happened to be here in Orpington, and I rang you and said, hey, why not buzz now? Yeah, I said, I know this really nice quiet place we could go to. Uh, and as it turns out, we're now in what's called the Broughton Room here. And we are surrounded by pictures, quite a lot of them in black and white, given the age, mm. of former teams of Westcombe Park rugby players. Yeah, and some lovely T-shirts around as well in frames with players who've worn them. Well, we've got one in front of us here. This is... Uh, these are framed ones. So have you got David Weston, uh, England London under 18s, his shirt. I've got John Moyce, England University, 2007, when it was Ireland versus Combined Services. Oh, sorry, England Universities versus Ireland and Combined Services. <laughs> and I've got another one here, Stephen Dalton, uh, representing Ireland under. 18s against Italy and France. And that's an under 21s here. Mm. I can from the Westcombe Rugby Park itself. Anyway, um, Who are we you're Darren Wheel yes. of Intune <laughs> PR, and I'm Zenat Narani, mindset and wellbeing coach. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, we are. Can I? Sorry, before you say anything, can I apologise? I'm going to interrupt for my funny voice nose because I'm clogged up, and it's not a cold. Mm. It's my nose op. And no, I didn't get a nose job. I got a nose operation for my deviated septum so that I could breathe properly. Okay. So basically your septum is now undeviated. It's undeviated. Splendid. But I still can't smell and I still can't taste anything. Uh, By the way, I should also say thank you to our sponsors, uh, one of whom we've already heard because I put the little intro clip of the Inwood property at the very start this week. And... uh, also to Terra Firma Landscapes, who continue to sponsor us, to my great pleasure. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely wonderful. So thank you to both our sponsors. Yeah, and indeed to Channel Radio for hosting us every Monday at 10am. Yeah, and um, while we're here, we've got some people outside. I don't know if you might be able to hear it, but you can hear them laughing and giggling. So there might be something in, in the background, so that you no, know. No, laughing and giggling is good. And you seem yeah. to have been hearing an awful lot of... Uh, um, entertaining, laughing, giggling and other goings on earlier on for and took some clips we'll be putting into a subsequent episode. Yes, we will be. Yeah, we'll be diving into that. Do you want me to dive into it straight away? Yeah, go for it. So I had the pleasure of um, today, 30th of uh, August, to go along to the Open Day for the London Fire Brigade in Orpington. So it's probably one of the biggest ones they've had in ages and I was talking to lots and lots of important people there. So the, I suppose, the operations person, the the governor from there, and all the gov they call them, mm. lots and lots of great people. I'll, I will kind of go through that in a mi- minute. But um, they haven't had one of these events since 2017, so that was their last event. And then obviously we had lockdown. But they tend to have these open days in the main fire stations, which is three in the London Borough of Bromley. And they rotate around it, but this seems to be one of the biggest. And it was swarming. And the children were rolling in, the parents were rolling in, other people were rolling in, uh, elderly people were rolling in. It was amazing. They had lots and lots of different kinds of stands, entertainment, talks about fire safety. You know, just really bringing the community together 
to talk about the importance of fire safety and also what the fire brigade do apart from just putting out fires because sometimes there's a not sometimes actually there's more to them than meets the eye and we have to recognize them for the great things that they do and one of the guys that I actually um, interviewed which you'll hear a clip from is uh, Jerome and he works on the BSL side of things and supporting the deaf community doing work with them around fire safety within their home so that's just an example but I think one of my highlights was the um, Ant Anton with his dog Spaniel mm. Simba who is an investigator an investigating dog search dog so uh, go around and they search things and his treat is the tennis ball which he loves so that's that kind of thing and um, he was so lovely. Really, really cute. So I really enjoyed talking to him. Again, I had an interview with him. Um, I spoke to the cadets, the instructor from the cadets, which was really, really lovely. And one of the young girls that is in the cadets, and she'll, I'm not going to say much about it because I would love you to hear the interview of it, but just talking about how valuable and important the cadets is and how young people can join the cadets. And it's free. You just have to apply. Okay. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, and they had an ice cream truck there. And then you could get in the fire truck. Unfortunately, I couldn't get into the fire truck. I wanted to put on a hat and stuff, but the queues were huge. Really, really, really long. Even to use the uh, fire hose. Oh, well. And I didn't get to go down the pole either. Ah. Tower? No. No. Okay. Far too many people. Right, well, provided, but that was my real buzz for today. Provided the recordings came out well, we will um, have them in the next week's show. Fantastic. Mm. I think they will do, yeah, absolutely. Unless we can squeeze it in this week's show. I can, I'll tell you what, um, I'll listen back to the Jerome one and uh, attempt to put that in now if it works. I mean, basically, most of the recordings we've ever had have worked. I just haven't heard this one yet. Yes. But, uh, in, in which case, on that basis, over to Jerome. So I'm sitting here with Jerome, who's a firefighter here at the London Fire Brigade in Orpington, but he's going to be talking about the BSL side of it, so the sign language side of it. I'm not going to say any more, so Jerome, tell us about yourself first. Yeah, so we've got a team, a BSL team within the London Fire Brigade. It's, uh, there's five of us, and what we're doing is we're reaching out to the deaf community uh, and giving them fire safety advice, free smoke alarms, because obviously it's a community that's not been... Uh, it's not been involved so much. It feels like they've been left behind. Nobody's been sort of interacting with them. Now we've got a team that can, you know, who've learned BSL. We can reach out to the deaf community and um, we can communicate and just get our message across about fire safety. That's amazing because often when it comes to vulnerable people, they do kind of get left out, don't they? And this is a great sort of opportunity for the London Fire Brigade. Oh yeah, definitely. Brilliant. I mean, it's, you're right, it's, it's a communication barrier, that's what the problem is. And um, they feel like, obviously, if you haven't learnt the language, you know, they're not part of it. But now they're included into, you know, the fire safety uh, aspect of it. We've got, obviously, the police service as well, the ambulance, they're trying to sort of train some of their staff as well. But we're trying to get the death uh, awareness within our uh, organisation as well. So uh, we've met with Bexley Death Centre. 
they're training some of our firefighters with deaf awareness, basic BSL, uh, the awareness of courses that are out there. So it's, it's getting out there, so it's good. Great. Tell me a little bit about yourself, because we want to know about you. So how long have you been here um, working at the Orpington? You work at Orpington Station, right? No, I'm, uh, I'm at Lucian. You're at Lucian. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, how long have you been a firefighter? I've been a firefighter for 18 years. Uh-huh. Um, really enjoy it. It's just another aspect of it, and I just my children went to a uh, mainstream school. They were learning sign language. They came home and taught me. Uh, I decided to then go on a BSL course, and that's when I got more involved in the deaf community. Mm. Realised actually, you know, they're not involved in so many things. Which I mean, fire safety is a big aspect. You it know, is, yeah. You know, and why shouldn't they have the? It's amazing how many people actually don't know a lot about fire and the impact of it of course well it's it's uh, it's usually pushed to the back of their mind about smoke alarms and fire safety um and people don't really react until it's happened we're trying to stop that and sort of give mm. them the awareness so that they can <laughs> react before things like this happen you know bad situations and what makes you get up in the morning and come to work um every day is different <laughs> it's great um i'm really enjoying the uh, bsl side of it sort of getting the message across to deaf communities uh, and they're very appreciative that we're learning their language because it is their language uh, and actually communicating this to them, which is great. But yeah, that's, I do enjoy that and every day's different. And do you know what? I, I think it's absolutely amazing to see the community and the fire brigade um, working with each other, actually, by understanding what's going on. Because sometimes you often get isolated. Oh, it's just the fire brigade. You know, they do their job. But there's no involvement with the community. Times have changed drastically. There's so much more value. It is, and what you've got to remember is we're here for the community. Um, Absolutely. We're not just fires, you know, uh, or fire awareness. The community needs to know what we can give them. You're much more than just firefighters. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Over the years, more and more and more, we've taken on more and more work. But it's the community we serve, so it's time to give back to the community, really. Well, you know, thank you so much for the amazing work that you all do for the community and uh, for yourselves as well, because you've got to give yourself a pat on the back for everything that you do. Yeah, I think... Um, You don't necessarily do it for rewards, do you? No, I think everybody that joins the fire brigade want want to be able to help people. I think you speak to anybody in the brigade, we're here, we join because we want to help and give back to the community. Absolutely. Um, that's what I do in my job as a mindset and well-being coach. I oh, want to give back. It's about helping people okay. and then giving back to the community where I can. So there we go. We've got lots of things and similarities Common. here. Yeah, brilliant. No, that's, that's really good, actually. I think we have some of those well-being teams in the brigade yes, as well. Yes, we do. So yeah, they've been I, talking about it. I was speaking to I Lucy. think it's getting uh, more and more awareness about mental health now. It's uh, quite a serious impact on people. And I think, yeah, they do need to do that in more and more organisations. But well done for you for doing that as well. Thank you. And... Uh, well done to you guys. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, no, and thank uh, you. enjoy the rest of the open day. Yes, we will do it. I can't believe our business is brilliant. Oh, it's fantastic. Thank Absolutely fantastic. And I think I've said fantastic about 100 times, but it is. It's amazing. It is. It's probably one of the biggest one I've, well-organised uh, mm. open days I've been to. So really good. Brilliant. Well, thank you. thank you. Thank you very much. Hopefully that went through. And if it didn't, we'll uh, get them separately anyway. Absolutely. Fire Brigade, we're coming for you. Yes. Um, talking about fire brigade, you had a bit of a buzz with a fireman, but you're not allowed to say fireman, by the way. No? No, it's politically incorrect. 
Well, funnily enough, my fireman uh, one was it's a firefighter. On the basis of our uh, coming or meeting up later on today, I was going to go down there myself, but you beat me to it. So my buzz is your buzz. Oh, that's what your fire bit yeah, is. Yeah, so I, I haven't had it. I've, I've had it by proxy now. You've had it by proxy. Yeah. Yes, yes, you have. But um, we'll have a lovely time. It really, really is worth going down mm. and just really immersing in what they are doing with the community because I don't think they get enough credit. Mm. And, uh, you know, when I went down to the one in Bromley, that was really lovely. Unfortunately, I didn't get to the one where they were at the pub, my local pub, because I was feeling very, very poorly on that day. I had a fever of 38.9. Yes, indeed. I'm glad to see you more well. Um, of course, one thing I do know about uh, the local fire brigade is they have some social media. So if you do want to find out what they're up to, search it out. Um, cool. Yeah. So you've got a buzz? Yeah, well, this is actually a joint buzz. Uh, because you have, been, you have been out and about despite the um, re- recent medical procedure. And one of those was uh, we both went to Swanley, out of the Bromley Borough, but nearby. Uh, to the Meeting Point, a new facility there. You remember being there? And making an interesting... No, you weren't there? Yes, you were. Was I? Yeah. Carry on. Maybe I'll remember. Do you know what? I think they might have worked on my brain as well as my nose. It's a place... I had to disappear early because I was picking up one of my daughters and you went off with, uh, with Chandra Sharma, Elmcroft Business Services, um, who'd also been in there. Is the flexible workspace? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> right. Oh yes, yes, yes. Is it yes. flooding back now? It's flooding back. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the meeting point in Swanley. Uh, I was looking at his website earlier to sum it up. We offer dedicated desk space and hot desks, private offices, a large meeting room, and an open area where you can meet others at breakout tables or work informally in the comfort of a sofa or armchair. Uh, and we met um, Emily and Annette from Seven Oaks District Council, so I'd like to say hello for them. And they have a website which is meetingpoint.org.uk. Um, yeah, good facility. There's others like it in Bromley, but it's nice to know where they are adjacent because you're a travelling business person, being able to drop in, use Wi-Fi, Absolutely, meet yeah. people without having to travel further isn't a bad thing. No, not at all. Yeah, it's a lovely little venue. Mm. of um, co-working. So we have um, our LTB, Let's Talk Better event, which is coming up, don't we? Yes, it's a buzz uh, in advance. Uh, it's a buzz in advance, yes, absolutely. It's um, the last taboo themed, and we, we're going to be having it at the community house in Bromley on South Street. Really, really excited about it. Um, we've got some great speakers coming along. Richard Cox of Wealth Management. He'll be talking about financial distress mm-hmm. uh, around the mental health side of aspects. We've got myself, where I'll be opening up for the first time telling my story um, related to suicide. And on that theme of suicide, because financial distress and suicide are the two topics that we'll be talking about as taboos, mm. we've got Nick Wilson, who was on Mindset Matters. He'll be speaking. and. Actually, I've already got the um, recording for Mike McCarthy, who is one of the founders of the Battle of Hope. He's already sent his recording in already, so we'll be playing that. Uh, Then we've got Steve Phillip, who's the other co-founder of the Battle of Hope. Mm -hmm. And then Neil Peters, who runs Nutch Hatch Retreat, 
which is on mindfulness walks. Yes, and is a suicide prevention consultant indeed. He is indeed. Mm. And we're going to have lots of lovely little topics to talk about. Uh, we're going to create uh, a poem. It's going to be a whole participant poem that we're all going to create. And there'll be a tree of thoughts and growth. Mm. Where everyone gets to write their thoughts or their worries on a leaf that I've cut out and tie it to a tree branch. Mm. Very artistic. So it's going to be an amazing day. That's my buzz. I'm really looking forward to it and welcoming everyone once yeah, again. And we're, we've got uh, social media for Let's Talk Better, Instagram, LinkedIn page. What else have we got? Uh, Twitter. Twitter, yeah. And uh, the Eventbrite link is up on via those as well. Yes. And the date is the 21st, isn't it? 21st of September from 11.15 to 1.30pm. And if you want to... Uh, book your tickets. It's https tinyurl.com forward slash ltb in caps locks hyphen the last taboo. I must check that I've actually put it on the Bromley Buzz website. That's an interesting question. You said that last time about a week uh, ago or two well, weeks ago. This, this time I'm making a note of it somewhere it counts because I have no note taking ability with it. Because you have put it on the LTB website, haven't you? Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main one, isn't it? Yeah, it but, is. Um, um, we've got some good events on the um, Bromley Buzz website, and we'll be adding this to it. Um, one oversight spotted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? One of the things that happened just immediately, like the day after we got the last collective show up, I think, uh, was the Five Bells Dog Show. Oh, in yes. Chelsfield. Who yeah. that? that was rather good, wasn't it? That was. It was nice just... sunny day. It was such a great way to spend a weekend, a Sunday, mm. and chill and giggle and laugh and feel lovely by watching dogs jumping over hurdles and going through tunnels. Yeah, although the ones that did it worst were actually the best. Yes, So you had, the ones that would miss it. <laughs> you had Merlot, um, the oh, Chelsford yes. Village voice chaps, uh, dog. Um, who basically decided he didn't want to repeat the course a second time and scoffed off. Uh, you had uh, another grey dog whose name Hell, was Merlot me. the one that kept on running off? Hmm? Was Merlot the one that kept on running no, off? No, Merlot just um, didn't engage for the oh. second half uh, and just kind of looked elsewhere entirely. Um, the the other one, the grey, whose name escapes me, but I'll put a blog up about this on the Bromley Buzz yeah. website so you can have a look there. Um, but uh, He started off like a train, uh, twice, both both parts of the um, event, and then suddenly found something really fascinating elsewhere and disappeared to the <laughs> gateway, yeah. but three times in a row, much to the frustration of his owner. Yeah, no, that yeah. was a really lovely day. Mm. And then a, a little bit late, but late, better late than never, Chandra came down with his daughter, Jaya, and their lovely dog Leo to a try mm. <laughs> a pug, yes, to try yes. the um, obstacle course. Yes, and um, which was the, entertaining. The um, the gate um, bar was lowered accordingly, and he managed to kind of hop over. Yeah, he absolutely refused the tunnel. Oh yeah, he wouldn't go anywhere near it. Even when they picked him up and shoved him in, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> absolutely went no, 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 no. No, I don't think he would have been a show winner, uh, even if he wanted to be. Um, but uh, Olive a Staffy was the show winner, lovely handsome dog, and I shared a picture of that. Yes, you did. Got really lovely little treats and a lovely ribbon bow and stuff from mm. winning. Excellent. And I, I really like the um, the Judge Jim, his dogs, he had three golden retrievers. Continuing the drinks thing, cider, 
uh, Tia and Brandy. There you go. Yeah. And while we're watching that, we enjoyed our loaded fries. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, I'm actually going to introduce another clip at this point because even earlier than that, I've been storing this one, uh, Sarah Marsh Collins and I, um, she of Babel Monkey uh, Digital Marketing, uh, went down to the Women in Business show in Kent. The big Women in show. No, hang on. Women in Business big, big show. show. The big just seems to be in the wrong place, but never mind. Uh, we went there for the day and talked to lots of um, people in business in Kent, and one of them was Deborah Turner who is the Federation of Small Business National Lead for Women in Enterprise. And I thought that was worth repeating in the Bromley Buzz in the name of equality as much as anything else. You know, anything to encourage women into business. So here we have Deborah Turner. Good morning, Deb Turner, FSB, Federation of Small Business. And you have a role with or for women, and we're at the um, Women's Big Show, aren't we? We are. It's the Women in Business Big Show, hosted by Sean. So absolutely, it's the third year of the event. And Federation of Small Businesses, um, again, for the third year, are partner in that event because we recognise the importance of encouraging women to start a business. Well, you're literally the second speaker this morning because um, you are officially opening the event. Uh, it's nice to see someone with the national profile doing this in Kent. Thank you. Yeah, no, well, absolutely. I mean, as I said, the Federation of Small Businesses wholly recognise the importance that um, championing female entrepreneurship can bring to the UK economy. As I said in my talk this morning, you know, if um, women scaled and started businesses at the same rate of men, you know, we could add billions to the UK economy. So as a result, um, I mean, I'm based in Kent. I have lived in Kent my whole life, went to school in Kent, run my business from Kent. So for me to support a Kent event as the national chair for um, women in enterprise for the FSB, it's, it's, it's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, I would actually myself like to see more women in leadership positions in business, actually. There's a bit of underrepresentation, as far as I can tell. There is absolutely underrepresentation, and, and the key thing is that uh, we now know we've got statistics coming out of our ears that demonstrate that if you have women in leadership positions on boards, if you have that mixed response, that whole diverse response, then you get better results. You know, we haven't. It's not just people telling us that now. We have these stats, the figures. Um, FT are always reporting it. McKinsey have done their own study that demonstrates that if you have a diverse board, you get better results. So who doesn't want that? Every company is here about talking about making profits. They want to be successful. And to have more women in leadership positions, then that's key to succeeding. Well, I've spoken to some very exciting women this morning. Uh, I'm actually here uh, with Sarah Marsh Collins of Babel Monkey Digital Marketing, uh, and there's been uh, a solicitor uh, who was an ex a small business person, she had silver jewellery business, and uh, I was also speaking just now to a person who's a consultant on sustainability and ethical business, which was a really exciting thing because that's very much a, a sign of our times, and I hope she succeeds. Absolutely. I mean, this is kind of what's important about um, encouraging young women, young girls to explore the opportunities for women in business. And for us, so uh, I'm a real champion for highlighting the roles that women do, because what we hear is that if girls can't see it, they believe they can't be it. And, you know, as we know, probably the jobs that our young girls will be doing in the future don't exist right now. But what we want to do is encourage them to look at high growth sectors, um, which could be digital, you know, certainly STEM. So, you know, I work in property, I'm a chartered surveyor, and, you know, I'd love for more women to do that. But when I started my business, I was really fortunate. One of my um, brother's friends was a surveyor, so I'd sort of 
heard this term, surveyor, but mm. had I not known him, I would never have known. None of my friends had ever heard of um, surveyors. What do they do? Um, and that's the point. It's about getting out and encouraging women who are running a business or who are working to talk to other women, to talk to young girls about what they do so that um, our young children just kind of expand their mind into opportunities that they might not currently see women doing. I'll tell you, I absolutely love what you just said. <laughs> uh, what are the challenges out there, do you think? So at the moment, so the challenges that we know, Federation of Small Businesses, as I said, that we, you know, mm. we're really keen uh, to encourage more women. So we've, you know, we've done two recent reports. So one of them highlighted the, uh, some of the barriers. Now, one of the barriers, as we know, is about access to finance. And it's not an easy fix, we know that. Um, a lot of it's about perception. So women have a perception that if they're going to go to a bank, that they're going to immediately be told no. So women more traditionally might um, go to family members or to friends to perhaps get some money to start their business. Um, but actually what we found is that um, some of the banks have been um, perhaps not as encouraging uh, to lend to women. And that might be around kind of their current structure. Um, so we know that actually if women have better access to finance, targeted support, uh, Nat Weston actually a brilliant advocate. They have a whole program um, to encourage women to apply for finance. At the moment, um, angel investors, only 1% of angel investors are women. And so therefore, you have a 99% that perhaps sometimes don't perceive or understand women's issues. And so if a woman comes to them with an example of a business that perhaps might be solving a problem for other women, they may not believe that there's a market for it because they don't live or experience that world. So access to finance is a big barrier um, for women starting and, and growing a business. The other one is about targeted business support. So again, women like to be able to receive information in sometimes a slightly different way um, to the way that uh, men or others uh, may receive it. And so we're really um, encouraging the government to actually provide some targeted female um, business support and the event today is all about that. We've got women here who are coaches, who are trainers, they are, they are female leaders and they are providing support for women in business from a female perspective and that's what we need is uh, you know that energy around targeted support and then lastly which is my my massive mission is around role models so it's about so we have loads of women doing really well but women men too but predominantly women are not very good at shouting about what they do they don't celebrate the big wins leave alone the small wins and so I want role models. I want women who are juggling everything, family, caring, um, their working life, to talk about it, to share their story. So I um, run a events business with, um, I co-host it. So we run events, one, one every quarter, to encourage women to come and hear real stories of working women. So networking events that get women, like-minded women, in the room to talk about things that perhaps they might be struggling with, but also to celebrate things they've been successful in. So yeah, I'm really, really passionate. So they are the general obstacles that we know sometimes prevent women either starting or growing or scaling their business. Yeah, and in my working life in the private sector, I've seen examples of where women are made to feel uncomfortable and men do not encourage and help. It's as simple as that. So in those circumstances, all the help that they can get from any source, including each other, makes a lot of sense. But by the way, for any listeners who may not have understood the term, uh, angel investors, what are they? So these are people who um, basically have their own money. So, and they will be, um, you can go to them with a pitch, 
um, and they will lend you money from their own um, so it's a little bit like the Dragon's Den mm. that you see on the TV so that's really what we're talking about it's their money so they're willing to perhaps they might have access to borrowing money um, at better rates or at a larger scale than you as an individual might who's starting a, a very small business um, and so you can go to them with your pitch and they will be able to access that money on your behalf but as I say unfortunately only 1% of those are women right now so um, one we want to encourage more women to go into that but also we want to encourage more women to be able to um, ask for money and, and seek out those opportunities to borrow money in the right way and uh, coming back to today's event uh, would you like to tell me about a couple of your highlights from this morning I know one of them which we literally sat yards from a lady with a golden heart and some uh, round pizzas. Absolutely. So uh, one of the highlights of today is, I mean, it's all about connecting and collaborating with other women, and it's um, you know it's brilliant to see so many here. But yeah, we we are we are referring to the wonderful Grace Kelly. So she runs a company called um, the Bubble Waffle Company. She also runs a company called 21st Century Carpets. She runs them alongside. So her Bubble Waffle Company is predominantly weekends. During the weekdays, as I say, she's, um, she's run her carpet business for over 20 years. But what Grace also does is a lot of charitable and volunteering work. So she's part of the Rotary, but she runs a food bank in Rochester three days a week, uh, three evenings a week, sorry, and she's a very giving and caring person. And she's certainly someone who you know, I'd love to highlight and uh, yeah, just kind of give a big shout out to on your podcast today. Uh, my pleasure. And you can find the Bubble Waffle Company uh, on their Facebook page. So, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you very much. It's been lovely talking to you. Mm, Anyway, so there we have Deborah Turner um, from the FSB. Uh, Yeah, just uh, our little bits to encouraging women in business. You are a woman in business. But it wasn't just women in business because you were there. That's true. I was one of a smattering of uh, men. Looking very dapper. Yeah, I had my suit on for the day. And a lovely blue tie. Mm-hmm. So with dogs on it. With dogs on and, it. And uh, only to find myself going down to one of the desks around the reception area and promptly having half a cup of coffee spilled on me. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which meant I had to Very wear a suit on. a lot longer in the warm to hide the newly generated stain uh, than otherwise. Anyway, right. on, a, on a happier note... Um, That'll be the day to You had a bit Birdie of Holly story, yes. Mm. Uh, Sarah and I went along to the Churchill Theatre in Bromley to see the Buddy Holly story. It was a lovely evening. It was so nice to be immersed. I completely forgot about some of the uh, sort of history behind it. Mm. And I completely forgot how young he was. Even the guy, Richie. Was it Richie? Richie Valens. Valens. Yeah. La Bamba. How young he was. He yeah. was only 17. Yeah, and he passed away in the same... In the same plane, aircraft. Crash. I completely forgot about mm. that. So that was a lovely, lovely um, evening. Though I was draining in the second half because mm. I was... It was not long after I'd come out of hospital. Yeah. But I think I did very, very well. So, yes, our blog is up there. So do check it out on the Bromley Buzz website. Yes, so it's uh, like two blogs in about a week, I think, because of the dog show as well. Um, yes, and we've got stuff coming up as well. Also, back to the dog theme from the Five Bells. Uh, on the 9th of September, Sarah is taking her dog, Barney, on the Muddy Dog. I've been calling it Muddy Paws Challenge, which is incorrect. Muddy Paws Challenge, Muddy Dog Challenge, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> honestly, 
Uh, I think I'll put that in a pre-bush well, show. Well, the do go into the mud, so they do That's get true. muddy. You yeah, know, I we'll let you have that one. Maybe they should rename it. Anyway, the Muddy Dog Challenge in Tunbridge Wells or for um, fundraising for Battersea. Yep. And if you look up um, Babel Monkey, Sarah Marsh Collins on and Barney social Boo. media yeah. uh, and um, I think Just Giving, uh, you will find the... Yeah, so, so it's Sarah Marsh Collins and Barney Boo mm. on the Just Giving page. Yeah. Uh, so that's the 9th of September, and then locally speaking, a thing we're both going to, I believe, paws in the park at Cater Park, which is lovely. Lots of paws there. I met some wonderful bulldogs last year. I wonder if they'll be muddy there. Depends on the weather. Depends on the weather. It was sunny last time. Let's hope the sun is still shining. Mm. Well, um, what else have I got going? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Um, a buzz that's coming up not for a couple of months actually, or mm-hmm. three months or so, is I decided to plan a panto. Mm-hmm. A local Bromley networking panto. and um, Myself, alongside Mercedes Yearly of Quest Soul Theatre, because she is the drama expert and actress, or actor, should I say. So I asked Mercedes if she'd help me put on a panto. And we are going to be putting Aladdin. So on the 16th of December at Theatre 62, and it's going to be amazing. We're, you know, we've got, you know, we're going to see all our local, not all, a lot of our common, like Darren here. Mm-hmm. He'll be playing a character. I'm not going to, oh, should I tell people? You can mention the fact that I might be dressing up rather. Well, we're all dressing up. I'm okay, dressing up I've got, uh, no. So Darren's going to play Widow Twanky. Yes, he had to play Widow Twanky. So, and I'm going to be playing Jasmine. Boring. Mm. Of course. What what other role would I play? And then Sarah was like, but you are a Disney princess. See? (laughs) Anyway. Shall I I play Widow Twanky in the manner of an Indian mum? No. So... Hello, Zena. Sorry, Jasmine. I have this fine husband for you. But it's not Jasmine. I'm going to be called Ah. Jamsin. Jamsin. Because yes, they uh, who's it? One of them can't pronounce Jasmine's name and say Jasmine, so it says Jamsin. Okay. (laughs) It's a twist. Anyway, we're not going to give out too much info. Sixteenth of December, Mm. Aladdin the Panto Theatre sixty two. There's. For friends, family, children, it's going to be amazing. There's going to be tables around. There's going to be tea light candles. Children get to sit on cushions in the front. And it's just going to be a real chilled, Christmassy, I'm sorry I said the word, the C word, Christmassy affair. And, of course, there's going to be a bar there. So you can buy drinks. And and then at the end of the show, there's going to be mince pies and snacks, which I hope people would donate, by the way. So if you'd like to donate to that, then please do. Okay. Right, uh, as we're on a positive note, how about affirmation time? It's something that people can say to themselves to cheer themselves up regularly. Yes, I'll go into my affirmation, but I've got one more thing I want to buzz oh, okay. about. Because mm-hmm. it's my, uh, I've got my sister and my niece and nephew coming down this weekend, and we're off to go to the Churchill Theatre. Mm. And I might actually do a blog on this, because we haven't done a blog on this type of theatre, theatrical thing. Dragons and Mythical Beasts. Mm, nice. So... I'm taking them to see that. So they're down this weekend on the 2nd to go and see that. So, yeah, I'll definitely do a blog on that as well. Mm. Maybe if I can get backstage and do an interview with them, that would be quite nice. Because it's a different one. Anyway, so my affirmation. Yes, let's do that. Let's do my affirmation. Um, This one is about love. Okay. Because 
lately, just where I've been in my head and the people around me and just because also things that are going on in people near me, my friends and my family, I thought this loved one would be quite nice for them as well. So, I am letting love into my life. I feel surrounded by love everywhere. I receive love in abundance from everyone I meet. I am grateful for the love and joy that is given to me. Hmm. Oh, just made me tingle a bit, that one. <laughs> it's all about love. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that sometimes, no matter how bad things get, we appreciate the love around us, the love of the people, what they give and what we receive. I'm just letting some thinking time out there for there people. You go. While you think, we are going to go on to some news, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are. Um, and I've got two main pieces, yep. well, three. Um, there's a little one, which is Chelsea Village Voice magazine, which I mentioned earlier on. Mm. Um, I was in touch with them uh, and shared the blog post that I did about the uh, dog show, and uh, they want to repeat it in full in their magazine. Amazing! Is so that is lovely. Very local print, which is nice. Thank you, Dan. Uh, and the next one is from the South London Press, uh, mm. and I thought I'd invite you to read that one out, and I'll do the one yeah. that follows. Man who struggled with alcoholism for 30 years, thanks Community Hub, that saved his life. Gary Chandler, 60, has lived in Penge, Bromley, for the majority of his life after admitting he was a functioning alcoholic for more than 30 years. Mr Chandler said a local food bank has provided him with support needed to get back on track. Living Well Bromley is a community hub based in uh, Leonard Road, Penge. Apart from running a food bank three times a week, the space also serves as a community cafe, a weekly community lunch for 200 people. For people such as Mr Chandler, the hub also provides counselling, advocacy services on housing, benefits and homelessness. Very useful. Really, really useful. Yeah, and in fact, it's they, so opened, needed. they opened up their new charity shop in Penge recently and uh, I went along to that opening and we talked about it in the previous podcast. Yep. So good. Well I done. have something from the new shopper uh, and that is... Petswood Brewery Marlix wins Beer Festival at Bromley Camera campaign for real ale, I think. Um, I wonder if that's the real ale being rolled around in barrels in the bar behind us. That'd be quite apt, really. Anyway, <clears throat> a Petswood-based brewery has been voted the best beer in this year's Bromley Camera Beer Festival after being in business for only three years. Matrix was founded by duo Alex Mears and Mark Irwin, who began the business in 2020. It was voted beer of the festival and came up against no names, including Verdant, Cloudwater, Dana <laughs> and the Colonel. I've just read ahead, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say I'm, anything. I can well imagine. I'm going to swear on the Bromley Buzz for yeah. maybe the second time or whatever. Uh, the festival took place between July 27th and July 29th at Beckenham Rugby Club, attended by over 1,500 people. What a hardship having to go and take sample mm. beer. Celebrating the best in beer and cider with people having the chance to vote for their favourites. The winning beer, named Where's the Bloody Bindaloo Hippie, uh, I think that <laughs> might be your reasoning, is described by the business as a chilli chocolate stout inspired by the 1980s comedy The Young Ones. So there we have it, that's a, a second piece of news. 
Isn't there a song? The young one. It is, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've got a bit of spotted on social. Uh, this is an event, in fact. So, on the Instagram of the Bethlehem Museum and Museum of the Mind, they have a new exhibition opening on the 6th of September and running until the 27th of January 2024. This exhibition is uh, named If Only It Were This Easy to See My Cries for Help. Oh, I want to go along to that. I can imagine. It actually makes me think about the taboo topics and um, let's talk better, actually. Mm. Uh, this exhibition, it says, explores artwork from the collection that visually articulates artists' experience of mental illness. The show's title, If Only It Were This Easy to See My Cries for Help, is taken from the inscription in a new acquisition that inspired the show. MRI scan 2023 by the artist Mud. Embedded in Mud's colourful rendering of a brain scan are the words help me. The piece illustrates how art can succinctly and impactfully be used to communicate something that is often inexpressible in words and every piece in the exhibition represents a unique experience. So there we have it. Mm. Well, that's just giving me goosebumps just listening to you read that out. Yes, definitely well, something I want to go along to. to you, I imagine. That yeah, was. no, I didn't know that was um, coming on, so that's absolutely wonderful. And it actually opens on the day of my dad's birthday, 6th of September. It's quite... Oh. The, you know, the, I mean, Bethlehem Museum is so eye-opening, isn't it? Absolutely. And if you yes. haven't been, it's definitely worth going along. Yeah, it's basically, what, a thousand years worth, more or less, of mental health yeah, history. absolutely. Um... Um, before you read the what's on and dates, um, I've got a few things that I kind of clicked off social media. So let me read those out. Even and then, more spotted on social. Yes, Indeed. but um, because you've done them in dates, mine not aren't in date order. Go on. Then. So if I just kind of go with that, and then mm. you can slot those in. So um, I was recently um, went down to Chiselist um, High Street, and I went into photography. And they have an afternoon tea tarot reflexology or massage package on Sunday 24th of September from 2pm. And it's £40 per person. So you just need to speak to the staff or ring them to book. That sounds really nice. Afternoon tea, either have a massage, reflexology. That's great. £40. So I spotted that one there. And then they've got a hot... If you go to the toilets... <laughs> As you do. Right, yes. Please Often, at once. they post a whole load of things. So in the toilets, um, they've got lots and lots of wonderful things happening in September, from open mic night to game um, board games, soulful house bottomless brunch, cocktails and quiz night. There's a frock exchange happening, which is awesome. Uh, so women uh, swap their frocks, mm -hmm. which is great, you know. Uh, if you haven't got a lot of money, you want a different new style, I think it's a wonderful idea. Then they've got a Zen afternoon, which is the reflexology one. They've got poetry night and a cocktail making class. Oh, very nice. All happening from September to all the way through to October. And that's uh, Phytology in Chislehurst. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what else have I got? Um... Oh yes, on the 9th coming up is Soulful House Bottomless Brunch, which I mentioned, which I kind of put that in my calendar. One hour Prosecco Sangria or Pims, live DJ, sharing platter for £39 mm. per person, which is not bad as well. Um, oh, summer party coming up. The 
TWC, so that's the 1230 Women in Business. They have an event coming up, so it's Action Day Expo. So if you're interested and you want to book your place or a stand or be part of the transformative event for the Women in Business, that's being held on Wednesday, 20th of September from 10 a.m. to 2.45 p.m. And that's run by Jackie Groundsell. And it's going to be at the Bromley Picture House Theatre. That's 242 High Street, Bromley, BR11PQ. I'm glad the Picture House is still going because uh, I'd heard national headlines that their group was in trouble and the yeah. staff in there didn't know, but it's still there. It's still there, it's still Please going. Please use the Bromley Picture House. Program. I mean, it's not the cheapest place, to be honest. Oh, it's nice, Tickets. It, it's okay. It, it's much better than its predecessor. Yes, yeah, or, no, no. Was it no. Odeon or was it something in the past? I can't yeah, it was that. Odeon, mm. yes. It's lovely and it's keeping Bromley High Street alive and it's giving people jobs. Yeah, and if I remember rightly, they've got things like um, uh, dementia... Uh, friendly things, I think they've got um, autism friendly things, other stuff, community things going on in there. I, I quite admire it actually. Yeah. Yeah. I've been meaning to interview a manager in there for ages and then keep forgetting. Apologies, Picture House. Well, actually, Picture House were really nice a couple of years ago when we came out of lockdown mm. and Chandra Sharma did his Macmillan Coffee Morning. Yep. They donated um, two tickets to the Picture House Theatre. And you can eat there. And I you like can eat that. there. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've just. Going through my little screenshots, yes, I wanted to mention this. This was my little buzz, but it's look. I'm I'm, I'm showing him a picture, and he'll tell you what it is. It's not, not a rabbit. Well, it looks like a sort of long hot water bottle. It is. <laughs> so it's a hot water bottle. I went to uh, Rux, uh, not Ruxley, Pole Hill with my mum and dad, mm-hmm. and they had a long thing hot water bottle that's the probably the length of my legs so it's at least one meter pink furry ribbon and it's lovely and you know what it just literally i lie down and it heats my whole body from top to bottom so the hot water bottle isn't just around the belly area it's the whole body it's just it's the best and you can cuddle it and it's soft and it's gorgeous that that actually has got to be your biggest buzz of the entire episode um that thing is beating the fireman (laughs) (laughs) but yes quite the achievement anyway so what's on do you want to read what you've popped down there Um, i haven't mentioned anything so on the 8th of september a bromley court hotel has a caribbean night with um, various forms of entertainment and eating i believe uh, on the 9th of September, here at Westcombe Park uh, Rugby Football Club, I believe it's Ladies' Day, and they've also got their first home game of the season against Isha. Uh, following that, I've already mentioned Pause in the Park, Cater Park, on the 10th. Also on the 10th, if you want to get about, and uh, I may well go to this too, uh, Live on the Lawn, an event at Kin Bickley, a care home in Bromley, a new one. Uh, then on the 14th to 16th September, Frankenstein at the Churchill Theatre, uh, and then finally, Chislehurst Creates, which um, we heard about in the last episode of the Bromley Buzz with uh, two of the Chislehurst councillors. You can find out details of that on the Visit Chislehurst website, and it's on the 23rd of September. And that's about it. And speaking of what you were talking about, mm. Ladies' Night, and at Westcombe... Ladies' Day, but yeah. Ladies' Day, mm-hmm. Ladies' Night... 
Well, I just took a screen, uh, a photograph mm. of something yes. on the bathroom toilet door. Again. Right. And it says here, £35 includes buffet and Prosecco, free entry uh, to watch the Coombe versus Escher. Ladies' Day, Saturday 9th of September, 1pm. There we go. Prosecco. Yes. It, should, it should not surprise me at all that in the gents I haven't seen this. So you can get the tickets, marion.thompson <laughs> at westcoombeparkrugby.co.uk or sally.oki at westcombeparkrugby.co.uk. Yes, and, and Oki is O-A-K-E-Y. You know, bathrooms are great places to be. Mm. <laughs> no, good rugby club, this, I like it here. It is lovely here, indeed. Right. If you have no more... Yeah, I'm trying to think of a... Ah, hang on, no, that won't work. I would like to go out on a buzz to the sound of either the song Jerusalem or Sweet and Low Sweet Chariot in the name of the rugby, but hopelessly I can't remember either of the tunes. Well, I was going to say, I'll leave that one up to you. Actually, probably Swing Low Sweet... That's more of a hum. I know, I'm humming it to try and get into it. Right, okay, here we go. No, here you go. That's really hard to buzz to. That's why I didn't buzz. I had no idea. Thank you for English Rugby Union. And it's goodbye from Darren Wheel, Vintune PR and the Bromley Buzz Podcast, and... Zenat Narani, Mindset and Wellbeing Coach. And it's all joint buzz.